1: John, when we talk Notre Dame linebacker recruiting, it's a little bit of a different conversation because tangibly, when we're talking about defensive line, it's pretty easy to talk about because we have four guys already committed in the class, five if you count a a hybrid player in Dominic Kulak. Linebacker class is not nearly as sol- I mean, well, not nearly solidified. It's not anywhere even tangibly understood right now. Because there's a lot of great names, but there's not a lot of, there's no commitments in the class currently. We are still working on who's going to be the first, who's going to pop, what's the class going to look like. And that makes it fun, man. That makes it really fun to me because there's a lot of different combinations that we could see. You know, because we could include Dominic Kulak in this conversation for the sake of conversation. I will. I'll say Dominic Kulak is the only linebacker in the class. I'll actually take my back. Even though I believe Notre Dame views it as this, because I know people are going to ask about numbers a lot. They view the defensive linemen in the class. They view the linebackers. And then Dominic Kulak kind of has a separate bucket. He's almost like an athlete, right? Like they kind of just put him in his own little hybrid category. But ultimately, there's going to be a spot for, for three linebackers in this class. Maybe four if the right for come and we'll talk about one player specifically sean because there could be a little bit of versatility that one brings to the table that could allow notre Dame to be able to maneuver some things a little bit from a linebacker perspective again guys it's gonna be a big class man it's gonna be a big class let's talk sean about some of these names and these are no particular order because i would say this guys there's a group of probably like three or four linebackers that i think notre Dame's in a pretty solid early spot right now but it's not like a ton of separation as far as like, as it's in a situation where Notre Dame is pretty high on their list, probably in their top two to three, whatever it is like their, whatever their higher group is. But I don't know if I would say anybody is like foregone conclusion outside of one that Notre Dame is the school to beat. Like ultimately they're going to battle for some of these kids. Let's start out the conversation though, Sean about the player that is on campus as we speak, and that's Josiah Kia, who we had on this podcast, Hawaii yeah. linebacker 2025. For people that missed the news, Kahanu Kia, which is his older brother that was in the 2022 class, he is back from his LDS mission and he's back this weekend. And they kind of, t- the Kia family timed this up, Sean. They're like, all right, Kahanu's going to go back then. We're also going to get Josiah out for a visit then and be able to kind of kill two birds with one stone a little bit, help him move yeah. in help him get settled, but also Josiah gets the whole, you know, the recruiting experience. So Sean, he's a very interesting football player. We had him on the podcast. Obviously anybody that remembers that interview, he fits Notre Dame to a T from a spirituality perspective, from a young man perspective, from just a, a student athlete perspective, like he fits it, right? He also is a very interesting player. Cause I think he's a player that could add a little bit of position versatility as a linebacker in the sense that He is listed at 6'2", 6'3", 210 pounds. He has played, if you watch his high school in Hawaii, he plays in the middle of the defense. He plays outside at times. He plays on the edge a little bit. He plays all over the place, Josiah Kia, everywhere. And I believe that he's a guy that could be looked at as a rover. He could be looked at as a will. Like He is a a very versatile move piece. And I will say this, Sean, because I know that people – One, there's not a lot of, there's not a ton of film on Josiah Kia. So this is kind of one that we just have to kind of trust the evaluation a little bit. I mean, there's some film out there, but I will say this, Sean, and we'll talk about him as a player and talking about him as a fit. Notre Dame loves Josiah Kia. They really like the football player. If Josiah Kia wanted to commit to Notre Dame this weekend, I 100% believe that Notre Dame would take his commitment. 100%. And this is not a throw in folks. This is not a, his brother goes to Notre Dame. He's going to Notre Dame. He has offers from Texas, Sean. He has offers from USC. He has offers from Oregon. Like he has a pretty good offer list, man. Considering he's a Hawaii kid, it's out, out, you know, way out there. Mm-hmm. Good player, man. The Notre Dame looks a lot, obviously.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed.
3: Great kid, the interview. If you missed it, please check it out. Man, it's one of the best interviews. Solid kid, especially with the winter. You like the background with the palm trees and everything and make you think that you're in Hawaii. But yo, I'm happy that they see this staff, what we see when we watch film, right? This the first thing you think Hawaii competition, mm-mm. this kid can play. He can flat out play the position and look it's not a negative that his brother's at notre dame yeah
1: oh no not it's not it's not the only
3: thing i mean i i'll take the, the position of having family already here being able to tell him what it's all about and what it's like and what the coaching staff is like because that sure. helps in recruiting but like you said USC's after texas is after him, and he talked about in an interview with us he has good relationships with multiple coaching staffs along with notre dame so We'll see how it turns out. But I think Notre Dame has a good shot. I think they do have a good shot to land this kid.
1: Yeah, and we're not going to spend too much time, guys. So, yes, Josiah Kiyo is on campus now. He'll be on campus for this weekend. We'll have an update at irishbreakdown.com. We'll have an interview with him. We'll get you guys settled on how the visit went ultimately. But, yeah, Sean, I think it's a perfect way to say Notre Dame has a very good chance. Again, there are other good programs out there. USC, Texas, Oregon. There's some guys that are looking at Josiah, but – I think Notre Dame has a very good chance at landing Josiah Key and could it happen this weekend? Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I, I genuinely don't know if he's ready to pop this weekend, but ultimately I wouldn't be shocked if that happened either. So Sean, I, I don't want to spend too much time. I just kind of want to throw out a couple names that Notre Dame is certainly recruiting or not recruiting, but we just, it's just not enough like feeling of that. It's trending in a great direction. So we'll kind of put it like that. One is Nathaniel Wusu Boatango. Pains me because he's the younger brother of Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa, who is a star at Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. He plays on an IMG. He told me on an interview about two months ago, I guess, at this point, his top four was Miami, Florida State, Florida, and Notre Dame. And the minute he told me that, Sean, at first I was like, oh, that's good. Notre Dame is keeping up with the Florida schools. And then I was like, hmm, that actually Mm -hmm. means that that's probably not a great sign. (laughs) It's all Florida. And then it's Notre Dame. And he's never been to Notre Dame either. He's never visited despite his brother being a (laughs) all-American linebacker at Notre Dame. So I I just don't think that one's incredibly likely. I also know that Carlton Smith down in Maryland in St. Francis Academy, included Notre Dame in like a top five or top six a couple weeks ago, just don't think there's anything there right now. We'll see where, where things t- tend to trend. Also, Brett Clatterball, who's a defensive, uh, who's a linebacker out of Virginia, he included Notre Dame. Uh, he included Notre Dame in a top list school list. So I'm just not, I'm just not totally sold based upon my conversation that like Notre Dame is pushing there. To be honest with y'all, so well, like,
3: well that's the that's the current landscape of recruiting on the recruit yeah. side, right? Like, yeah. elevate myself. And elevate the interest in my recruiting by adding certain brands if you if you need to see why the notre dame brand still resides at the top of college football simply look at recruiting every kid wants to find a way to put notre dame in their top five top seven top ten whatever
1: yes yes Yep. And I, you know, I obviously I never want to accuse somebody of that, but like I just haven't gotten a vibe that like Notre Dame is Notre Dame is certainly talking to Brett Clatterball. I just don't know if I would say it's it's pushing right now, and anything could change, but that's just kind of my vibe there. Notre Dame is still recruiting, so there's hope. Nasir Wyatt out of modern day in California. Again, like I these 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 are long shots, guys, these next couple Mm of players. But Notre Dame is still recruiting them. So they're recruiting him. They're also recruiting Gavin Nix, who's down at IMG Academy. They're also recruiting Noah McHale. And, and Noah McHale, actually, it's a little more serious than like just you know just keeping in touch. Like They are actively trying to get Noah McHale back to Notre Dame, and I think Noah McHale has a legitimate interest of getting back to Notre Dame. It's yeah. just he hasn't been in Notre Dame in a long time now, Sean, and he's taking other visits, and he just hasn't been there a long time. If Noah McHale gets back anytime soon – that I started to feel better about Notre Dame's standing, but you know it's just one of those things where you like you just want to see him set up that return visit, man. Just set it because yeah. he was supposed to come for the USC game last last season. He ended up not making the trip, so we'll see. I I think that Notre Dame has a shot there. It's just about they need to get him back to campus, though. They need to get him back to campus for sure.
3: Getting back right. to campus is so important in recruiting, man. Yep, sure and the, the fact that this staff gets these recruits to come to South Bend during inclement. But look, when you see the list of kids that show up for this junior day, the weather is not about to be perfect. Yep. That shows you the excitement around Marcus Freeman, this program and this staff. and they have yet to win at the top level yet. Absolutely. So man, be very aware that if Notre Dame can find a way. To actually set up a winning season, yep. In twenty four,
1: huh.
3: <laughs> huh? man. Yep, it's possible. Body class could to be epic.
1: Yes, it could. It could really burst in a in a very quick way. So let's talk about three players, Sean, that I think Notre Dame is actually is in a good position or a very good position potentially in all three situations. One is Christian Jones, who's out of Omaha West Side. Why does Omaha West Side sound familiar? It's because Notre Dame just got. Teddy Rezac in the 2024 okay. class linebacker. They just got preferred walk-on quarterback. His brother, Anthony Rezac, in the 2024 recruiting class as well. They are recruiting Christian Jones very hard, Sean. I had a conversation. I had an update on Christian Jones maybe a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, 6'3", 215 pounds out of the state of Nebraska. A very interesting one. So he visited. he's visited Notre Dame before already. He is planning another trip this, this winter into spring. There has not been a date that has been finalized. I'm not sure if he's I actually don't think he's going to make it on the 20th, but I do imagine that that Christian Jones is going to get back to Notre Dame sometimes pretty soon in the new future over the next couple months. Obviously, Sean. One, kid's a stud. Top hundred ranked player by multiple platforms. Kid plays wide receiver for Omaha West Side. He plays overhang on defense. He plays inside linebacker. Kid is physical explosive, and just a really good overall athlete. I really like Christian Jones a lot, and also the fact that the Rezacs are his best friends doesn't hurt. (laughs) doesn't hurt your cause at all.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yo, the Joneses in the 25 class, particularly at this position, (laughs) they're pretty good. (laughs) They're they're pretty good, and I'm sure it's going to probably come down to definitely Nebraska with the strides they're trying to make in-state. And changing the program of um, Michigan yep. Big Ten schools. And then you're going to have some SEC schools. It's going to be a battle for Notre Dame, right? But once again, when a kid continues to come back to your campus and wants to come back to your campus, that's a good sign yep. that the coaching staff is doing the right thing. So the Rezac combination with them being tight, you know, Xavier Watts being another kid from Nebraska, for him to see, you know, prospering at Notre Dame those are good signs when it comes to christian jones
1: I, re- I really think so man and he's a player that obviously if the rezacs weren't in the 2024 class Notre Dame would still be pushing for him hard because he's a tremendous mm-hmm. player top 100 player in the 2025 class could play well could also maybe grow into a mic down the line as well like he's a very gifted inside linebacker yeah and i will i will say this about christian jones too sean i think that I think he's going to stay in the Midwest somewhere. I I would be shocked if he left for the SEC or anywhere else. Nebraska is the biggest threat. There's no doubt. I think there's a little bit of that Carter Nelson thing where it's like he's an in-state kid in Nebraska, grew up a Nebraska fan, like that type of thing. But I mean, that was also true of, The Rezac, for instance, right? That was also true of Xavier Watts, for instance, and he ends up going to Notre Dame. So I think Notre Dame probably has the best chance at pulling him out of Nebraska right now. But ultimately, Christian Jones still has a long way to go in the recruiting process. Like, he's not ready to make a decision. He's going to take some visits. I think he already set up a couple for this offseason already. I expect Notre Dame to be in, like, the next wave of visits that he's going to set up. He kind of... During the season, he was like, I'm concentrating on winning a state championship. And they went 15-0, won a state championship. Now that the season is over and he just kind of has his eye forward, I think that he's going to be taking several visits this offseason as well. So he's a good one there to make sure that you guys keep a close eye on. Another guy, Sean, a player that you've heard us talking nauseam on this show, folks. Nauseam. Anthony Saka, linebacker, St. Joe's Prep in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Son of Tony Saka.
3: Former and quarterback.
1: Former uh, Penn State quarterback that play with Al Golden at Penn State. That's obviously the that's the relationship right there. And there was actually, Sean, I know that there was a couple of months ago where someone said this, and I thought it was actually true at the time. Was if because if if Al Golden leaves for the NFL, let's say, right? If he leaves for the NFL, then does that hurt your chances with the Saka? And I think the answer was yes. I think that it would have. But yeah. as of now, it appears more than likely that Al Golden will be back for Notre Dame, which tells you that that relationship is intact. That matters yeah. so much. So there are schools, I think a couple of schools to know is Penn State, obviously, because his dad went there like he says the legions family wise. I think Ohio State is also a contender for Anthony Saka. I still think he stays in the Northeast or into the Midwest. I still think he stays in this region. And I think Notre Dame's in his top group. I would say they're probably a top two to three school for Anthony Sacker right now. You have to get him back to campus, which, again, hasn't been solidified, but it could happen sometime soon. Notre Dame has to get him back to campus, and they have to continue to really stress that relationship and how he's viewed in the defense. Because this is a kid that could play Rover. He could play Will. I think he can even grow into a Mike Sean.
3: And the only thing I would add to that, The only thing I would add to that is the fact that, yo, in stressing that relationship, it's going to be very important that the development of these young linebackers also be a visual to how he can see himself in the Al Golden defense. Because Al Golden seems to have a way, you know, with Bodie Cahoon. you know, the communication with him that got Bodie Cahoon locked in, like, okay, Notre Dame's a place. Hopefully the relationship with his dad, communication with Anthony's, And then, you know, because Penn State is going to be difficult, right? His dad played there. He grew up, you know, probably going to games. And then on top of that, (laughs) Pennsylvania guy, on top of that, heck, they got a history of producing linebackers to the NFL. Like,
2: it is what it is. I
3: mean, that's the case, right? Marcus Freeman, we feel like he has the upper hand over James Franklin, in our opinion, as far as a head coach and where the Notre Dame program is headed. And, you know, the coaching staff is going to have to, you know, put on the big boy gloves and britches and uh, yep. dig deep on this one because he's a fantastic player.
1: And I will say this, Sean, is if they do get him, you have to give majority of the credit. I mean, of course, Marcus Freeman always gets credit, Chad Bowden always gets credit, but you got to get a lot of credit to Al Gold, man, because that mm-hmm. relationship would be why they sealed that deal. Like that would be a huge, huge pickup. And no game has a chance, folks. Again, Notre Dame, Penn State, Ohio State, I would say, are probably the top three. And I would say the top two I said there, Notre Dame and Penn State, are probably the top two. What, what the order exactly is right now, it's up for debates. I, maybe right. Penn State. I don't know. But regardless, those are the schools right now for Anthony Saka, and Notre Dame needs to continue to push hard for him. Because yeah. he is a stud of a player. Last yeah. player we want to hit on, Sean, and then we'll get into an interview. And then again, guys, we're going to do mailbag at the end, so throw your mailbag questions into the chat at any point. Last guy, Sean, a guy that I am pumped up about, man. Marco Jones, linebacker, yeah. state of California, listed on one recruiting platform by, at 6'4, 215 pounds. I have been told recently that Marco Jones is closer to 6'5 right now and 230 pounds. So he's had a little bit of a physical transformation this offseason. There was some interest in Marco Jones last offseason Sean and then they were lucky enough to get him to come visit because I think as soon as he visited he was kind of like huh that's interesting and he started to really pick up interest in Notre Dame and since then I would say Notre Dame has been a top school for Marco Jones now they're gonna be competing against Oregon they're gonna be competing against Uh, He actually mentioned Maryland, which is kind of a weird one, but there's going to be a couple other West coast schools that are going to be high on Marco Jones's list. I think Notre Dame is right in the thick of it, Sean, for Marco Jones, man, right in the thick.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather emergency or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
2: Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time tested gift around a watch she can wear every day for movement.
3: california and i remember we debated like remember this we debated myself you and and brian which states rank the states in importance and i've always said yo california has always been important to notre dame it's always been important to notre dame you go get kba if you can back up kba with arco yeah yeah because i think a lot of people think florida is resurging after kind of Levelling off a little bit, Texas took a step up for a lot of people. You start to see states like Arizona and you know Nevada take steps up. You know, the Midwest powers of Ohio and Pennsylvania have always been what they've been. But the state of California and the relationship that Notre Dame has to it, one of the biggest alumni base out there, high schools, the Catholic high school scene. Notre Dame's always been locked in. Yeah, I can definitely agree with you, man. Notre Dame has a really good shot. This yep. is like, man, you know what, Brian? This is like, okay, we got six guys. Just <laughs> throw their cars up in the air, and whatever they car, whichever cars land in the Notre Dame circle, we'll take them. Like
1: seriously, we'll seriously, we'll take them. Yeah, I mean, this top group that I'm talking about, Sean, like literally, if you get three out of five or what, like whatever, you're you're good to go, man. Like you're good mm-hmm. to go. If you if you get a if you get a Josiah Kia with a Christian Jones and a Marco Jones, like run it to the bank, man. If you get an Anthony Saka, Josiah Kia, and a Marco Jones, run it to the bank. If you get a Christian Jones, Anthony Saka, Josiah Kia, like do run it to the bank. That is a fantastic haul potentially. Marco's a very interesting player, Sean, because although he is a taller linebacker, I watch him on film and I say, an inside linebacker to me man like he's a Mm -hmm. linebacker could he play on the edge and he's even talked about it a little bit as far as like he thinks that his body could eventually be full-time edge eventually we'll see but even as a bigger linebacker if he's six foot four and a half 245 pounds in a year or two Mm -hmm. dog like we're good man (laughs) like he playing inside linebacker because you can blitz for multiple spots i can work you off the edge he was the guy that i was hinting at at the beginning of this of If you get Marco Jones, I think that you could add even another linebacker and try to get the four because he could be an edge eventually. Who knows? Like he could eventually be that type of dude. So Marco Jones, fantastic player. Wanted to end him off here because you know what, folks? You know what? Marco Jones joined me for an interview a few weeks, a few days ago. Actually, when I was down at the All-American Bowl after one practice, Marco Jones, he agreed to come on the podcast. And so to end the linebacker conversation, and we'll talk a little bit more in depth about it. If anybody has any questions about it more during the mailbag, we can do that. But I want to introduce you all to Mr. Marco Jones and give you guys a little bit of insight into his recruitment, his relationship with Notre Dame and where his game is heading. This is Marco Jones welcome back everyone to the irish breakdown podcast got a little bit of a recruiting extra for you all for anybody that's been following along on the podcast i'm down in san antonio obviously for the old american bowl the 2024 version i have with me because recruiting never stops and we're already looking ahead the 2024 class for notre dame is already signed sealed and delivered 15 guys are set to enroll on campus in january actually so there's a lot of guys that are already going to be in south Bend very soon here so we're Kind of looking ahead already, 2025, Notre Dame already has 11 commits in the 2025 class. And I wanted to bring on a player that I consider a priority player for Notre Dame in 2025. That is Marco Jones out of San Ramon Valley out there in Danville, California. Uh, crazy profile. He's listed anywhere between 6'4, 6'5, 215 pounds. You pop on the film, this is a young man that is sideline to sideline, over 100 tackles as a junior this past year. And I think he's one of, I mean, I think there's. I'm gonna invite Marco in in a second, but like two four seven sports as a as a top 100 player, I don't think there's 30 players that I've seen that I would say are better than Marco Jones in the 2025 class. So, Marco, welcome you to the show, man. Thank you again so much. Right after Christmas, right after New Year's, for joining the show, man. I, I really do appreciate it.
4: Yes, sir. I, I appreciate you having me on. You know, it means a lot. You know, I, I've watched a, a few couple episodes, so you know, it's it's yeah. it's a real honor.
1: Oh, man. No, absolutely. And we're honored to have you on here. I like I was telling you before we started, Marco, like I was a former linebacker myself. So I watch your film and I geek out a little bit, you know, your ability to play side on the sideline and be a, be a true inside linebacker, but also, I mean, you can do a little bit of everything, man. That's why I really like your film a lot. I mean, I, I could use you on the line of scrimmage and some, you know, under fronts. I can use you off ball. I can play at Mike will you can play Sam, like a lot of great things, obviously that you bring to the table, which I'm excited to get into. I I, I think a great, place to start though is I loved your sophomore film that I saw right when Notre Dame had originally offered you and then I saw the final product of the junior film and I mean to be very honest with you and not to pump up your ego if you have one I don't even know if you do or not but it was incredible man I mean really I thought you took a huge step as a junior so just talk to me a little bit about the junior seasons as far as Did you meet all the goals, your expectations, just your growth as a football player, as a junior, if it makes sense?
4: Um, You know, I mean, you know, I feel like, you know, it kind of just starts off with my team first. Um, You know, we we went to state last year and lost, right? So, you know, our whole goal uh, was to go back and win it this year, which unfortunately we couldn't do. We were a little bit, came up a little bit short. Um, So, you know, definitely didn't want to end that way. But, you know, it's, it, I give a big thanks kind of to my teammates a lot of the time. Just, you know, they help me out um, <clears throat> whether it's in practice or in games, you know, scout team, play at starters, no matter what. Um, so, you know, that, that definitely, I feel like attributes to some of my, some of my success on the field. Um, but I think personally, you know, my season went pretty well. Um, you know, I, I, I was pretty happy with my season, but definitely not satisfied because, you know, like Kobe said, job's not done. So job's not finished. So, you know, and I, I kind of just got to try and keep that mindset for, you know, as long as I'm I'm playing the game just to, you know, be the most successful linebacker I can, I can possibly be.
1: I guess, flash forwarding a little bit, Marco, just kind of based upon what you did as a junior now into the off season, I'm going to ask more about, you know, just kind of what the process has been recent for you as far as like what you've been up to, but are there a couple of things that just kind of based upon what you did as a junior that you are excited to try to improve in your game? I mean, obviously physical development, I know you're going to continue to, Fill out your frame and get bigger, faster, stronger. But are there like a, a, maybe a technical thing or two that you're really kind of focused on to try to take your game to an even higher level?
4: Um, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm definitely working a lot, a lot on the edge in the off season. Actually, right now I'm down in L.A. Uh, with Cali Power, my five on five team, getting working. So, um, you know, that that's definitely one thing because you know I know I'm still getting bigger. Um, like right now I'm actually weighing two two thirty. So you know wow. it's I'm getting I'm getting a little bit bigger. And, uh, you know, and we kind of saw that coming for the most part. Um, and, you know, whether you're recruiting me at inside linebacker or off the edge, you know, it definitely doesn't hurt to get, get extra work in and the edge is probably looking to be my future. Um, so, you know, I definitely want to um, – I want to get better at that, you know, just, just perfect the little things, hand work, hip movement, all that stuff.
1: I love it, man. And so – Obviously, I'm sure it's been a busy last few weeks. I mean, we're right off of Christmas, right off of New Year's, obviously. And the season wrapped up a few weeks ago as well. Uh, what have you just been up to, I guess, since the season ended? And, um, you know, just kind of are you playing other sports? you just working out. I know you said you're down in L.A., obviously, getting the work in. But what has just kind of been the latest as far as what you've been doing?
4: Um, For me, you know, obviously, so I play baseball as well. Um. So you know, been been doing that a good amount, starting that back up. I actually go to Arizona next weekend, I believe, um, for for a tournament. So you know, getting ready for that as well. Um, but football wise, you know, I'm in the gym every day, um, working out, especially because break too. So you know, we have, we don't have school. Um, and I'm on the track running as well. You know, I have a, a guy who helps with my speed stuff, and yep. you know, you can never be too fast. So you know, definitely, you know, I'm on I'm on the track probably four or five times a week, almost um, just getting that in.
1: It's funny. I was talking to someone yesterday because I'm down here with a lot of, you know, recruiting analysts from different sites and everything. And I, I was, I was telling them that, you know, I had an interview with you today and I thought that you were a fantastic player. And they were like, have you seen him play baseball by the way? Cause apparently you are a pretty dang good baseball player from what <laughs> I hear as well.
4: <laughs> yeah. I'm all right. I'm all right. Yes, sir. Uh, love it, man.
1: So let me ask you as far as kind of just moving forward here uh, I know during the season, obviously guys take, you know, the game visits and be able to get out to some schools and whatnot. Uh, what is that looking like for you as far as like recruiting visits you have set up? Or are there some schools that you're kind of looking forward to see over the next couple months?
4: Um, you know, I, I mean, I haven't had anything uh, like, you know, planned out yet. Um, but, you know, we're, we're trying to figure some stuff out, um, you know, me and my family. But not, nothing uh, set in stone yet, but hopefully we can get out to a few schools, definitely back to another day, and that would be great.
1: Yeah. Well, I know – I mean, like you said, you're training every day. You're playing baseball. You know, we're, we're coming off of the holidays, obviously. You're focused on your team and, and getting better each and every day. And then you throw in the, the being a student and then obviously the recruiting side of things. My, my overall question for you, Mark, was just how are you handling the recruiting process and how are you, I guess balancing everything because it can be hectic, obviously, I'm sure
4: um definitely you know, I think for me, kind of like what works is just you know cut out all of the the extra outside noise, right? I mean, you know, I have a keep i'm a, I'm a homebody i pretty, I stay home a lot um and you know I, I keep a pretty small circle so that definitely helps um you know, I think that kind of helps me the most just because A lot of days now, especially with all the NIL and all the new stuff that's kind of arising, there's a lot of people that, you know, are coming out the woodworks and, you know, want to be your best friend and they don't have your best interest in mind. So I think that's definitely how. I mean, you know, I definitely – it's definitely because of my parents and the people around me. Um, I mean, no kid would really know know what to do, to be honest, uh, to keep it all balanced if it wasn't for the people around them. So, you know, I definitely, you know, give that effort to them. Well,
1: I think that's a great point because I mean I know the recruiting world's a little bit different than like when your dad was going through it, right? But it has to be a big bonus, I would think, and I'm sure mom has been great in this in this capacity as well. But your dad has the perspective, obviously, of being a college football player, right? Kind of going through that process a little bit. I guess the parents, I would assume, have kind of been just a massive help to you. I would, I would think.
4: A hundred percent. You know, my dad played uh, college football. My mom, my mom rode, my mom rode wow. crew in, in college as well. So you know, they've both been you know they both played college sports and kind of been through a process similar to this Um, so you know I mean they both definitely help and you know them collectively is a, a big help to me so
1: absolutely well and I know you already mentioned it but you know hopefully getting back to Notre Dame and being able to see the campus I know you got there obviously a few months ago let me just ask kind of overall how has everything been with Notre Dame recently I know obviously you guys are able to Text and call, you know, a lot more than when you were, you know, just a few months ago. How has everything been developing with the staff overall and, and just, you know, the vibes over there, I guess? I
4: mean, everything's been, uh, you know, really good. I mean, I I love the staff. They're, they're all, you know, outside of football, just talking to them. You know, I can have a conversation with them just about anything outside of football. Um, and I think that's super important because, you know, football is very important to me and, uh, and to them as well um but it doesn't last forever unfortunately um but yeah, yeah I mean you know recruiting's going super well with them I mean they they reach out a good amount and I, I get to stay in touch and you know they're in Indiana I'm in California so it, it's always good to, to hear from my Notre Dame uh, Notre Dame coaches
1: absolutely and and also I, I would love to hear because you already talked about it a little bit you are a very unique defensive player in the sense of you could play multiple linebacker spots. You might your body might be developing on the edge, you know, in a more full-time basis. What has kind of Notre Dame's pitch been to you? You know, I mean that could be from two parts here, Marco. Is like what is their pitch to you as far as why Notre Dame? And then what's their pitch as far as where they could potentially see you in their defense as well?
4: Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, when I was there, uh, they were kind of just telling me, you know. They, they want me to be a key player in the defense, right? I know they're getting a, a big linebacker committee in the 24 class. So they, they were kind of telling me, you know, if, if, if it all worked out and I end up going to Notre Dame, they would want to build the class around us too, uh, around the defense around us too, and that would be great. You know, him in the middle, me coming off the edge or outside, moving around the middle, kind of be like a, a hybrid linebacker type position.
1: I love that. I love that. I mean it, and, and he's a California guy as well. you're obviously talk, talking about Kingstonville Amaassas. So Notre Dame's done a pretty good job of California over the last couple of years, which has been really nice to see. I, I'm curious and you know I, I didn't mention this about kind of wanting to talk about this, but Notre Dame has had success in California in the past. but I'm curious, Marco, before you had a, even heard from Notre Dame, right the, the first time you know them offering you all that type of stuff, what was kind of your perception of them early? I guess did you know much about them? Did you have a high opinion of them? Like, what was the opinion about Notre Dame before you even you know heard from them for the first time?
4: Um, yeah, I mean, you know, they're a prestigious football school, right? I mean, you you have movies about them, you have shows, you have documentaries, right? Like, what you know, not be, I'd never been in Indiana before. I you know was at Notre Dame, never even really been close, um, right. like the surrounding states. So it was all it was all just kind of cool because everything I heard about Notre Dame was, was true. So, you know, I mean, all the, it was only good things on the movies and the shows. And sometimes that's hard to believe. Um, you know, you could be like, wow, like that doesn't seem very realistic, but you know, we, me, my mom, my grandma, we went out there and it, it was all very true. So.
1: So I can spend this whole podcast listing off all the schools that have offered you at this point, cause it is a <laughs> long, long list. I mean, you obviously got a lot of the, the PAC, well, I guess the Pac-12 is dying a little bit, but you have all the West Coast powers. You know, Oregon's offered Washington, but then also you're hearing from schools like Texas, Tennessee, Alabama, a lot of great schools. Obviously, they've been talking to you. My question outside of the Notre Dame, obviously slant to this podcast, is what are some other schools that are standing out currently that are, I guess are also doing a really great job with you?
4: <clears throat> um, a lot of the West Coast schools, I feel like you know it's it's a lot easier. You know, they can come to come to school when you know whenever their coaches travel. Um it's a close, it's closer. Um, but I think definitely the West Coast schools, obviously Notre Dame. Um, Maryland's also doing a great job. So um, you know, a couple schools out east. Um, I mean, I'm really just appreciate appreciative for all the schools that you know I've given the opportunity to play play football at. Um and most schools are, you know, still still in touch with me, so that's good to know.
1: Well, I know we talked about this in the past when I had done a phone interview with you, but just kind of you know, looking forward to, you know, when you do have to finally make that final decision, right? What are some things that matter to you, to your family? Like what are, what are ideal things that you're looking for in a school that are going to kind of separate that final decision?
4: Um, For me, I mean, a big thing is obviously the bond with the coaching staff, right? I mean, I feel like it's hard. It's hard for, I'm a big relationship guy. So it's hard for me to play somebody who maybe is a great football coach, but I don't like them as a person. Um, and, really also the development as a player that I'm going to get, Um, you know, obviously my, my goals and dreams are to play in the NFL. Um, And so I want to go somewhere that I have a really great relationship with, with the coaches, uh, get a good education and get developed.
1: And my my last question for you, Marco is just on, Whatever a timeline might be, one, do you have any sort of timeline for when you would ultimately like to make a decision? Like, is there anything out there as for like a, ideally, I would like to have a commitment made by this date? That would be like the perfect world type of situation.
4: Um, not right now, to be quite honest. For me, it's kind of just feeling it out. Um, you yeah. know, there's no like certain time. I mean, I'm working to be a mid year, so we'll see, we'll see, you know, if it would have to be before that, obviously. Um, sure but no like certain time for me. So, you know, hopefully I can start to, <clears throat> you know, talk with my family because, you know, time is definitely moving fast. Yes. Um, But yeah, there's no, there's no time. There's no timeline for me or time. I really am looking forward to come in. Ideally,
1: man, you're going to be a mid-year guy too. So your workload right now is outrageous. I'm sure you're taking all the <laughs> extra, extra schoolwork and everything, man. But Marco, I really appreciate you again, taking a little bit of time. Hey, Every major recruiting platform out there. I'm speaking to you now. I'm not speaking to Marco. Can you rate this guy as a top 50 player at least? Can you please do that for me? He's one of the top players in the 2025 class, obviously out of the state of California. Marco, I really appreciate you for joining the show, man. It's very much appreciated, especially after the holidays. You're out there in LA. You're putting your work in, man. Thank you so much for joining the show today. and I definitely want to have you back on again, man. Thank you so much.
4: Yes, sir. I really appreciate it.
1: Well, Sean, that's Marco Jones, star linebacker out of the state of California. I hope everyone enjoyed that conversation. Um, trying to just kind of fits the stereotype, doesn't he? As far as like Notre Dame kid, <laughs> sounds like it. it. Sounds like he was bored to be there. So we'll see. It's not going to be an easy one for Notre Dame. They're going to have to you know, have to fight with some of the big dogs, man. Some of the West Coast powers, and you know some other SEC schools are hearing from him. I mean, he's got Alabama offer, Georgia offer. He's gonna he's gonna have to they're gonna have to play the long game here. They have to play hard with him.
3: That's becoming par for the course under Marcus Freeman's leadership. Like, oh, it's the big dogs we fight. Yeah, yeah. This is where you shop down the main aisle. Unlike what we heard previously, where it was told to Notre Dame fans we have to shop down a different aisle and recruit. No, you don't. Yeah. No, you don't. You don't? Just have some courage. No,
1: you do not. Just have some courage. That's all. I agree 100%. And we're going to get into mailbag next again, guys. That's the linebacker recruiting. If there's any more specific questions about linebacker recruiting, you can ask at any time. And we'll be able to uh, we'll be able to talk about it a little bit. I know that there was big news that is breaking, that uh, Alabama is set to hire Kaelin DeBoer as their head coach or negotiations. So we can talk about that as well in the mailbag. Before we do, though, folks, make sure for us, hit that like button. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. If you're listening to us on YouTube, Make sure you hit that notification bell as well. And if you're listening to us on your favorite podcast platform, make sure to hit us up with the five-star review, rate and review, and we'll catch you guys on the mailbag section of the Irish Breakdown Podcast.